What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The dream is made real! Ricky Hatton the world! How do you like it? How do you like it? Wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Big Fight Preview. Another big fight preview this week as we cover Fulton Jr., Stephen Fulton Jr. and Naoa Inoue in Japan. I am very much looking forward to this fight. This is heading up what's going to be an absolute amazing week of boxing. We've got this particular fight and then we will be doing a separate episode for Spence versus Crawford. How exciting is this week? How exciting indeed. Well, Johnston is back on the show to make sure he is here for these big fights. Johnston, Fulton Jr., Nao Inoue, two super bantamweight world titles on the line. Inoue not messing around, straight in at Inoue and fighting straight for two titles. What a fight. I cannot wait for this fight. I've been waiting for this for so long. It's Honestly, I can't even tell you. I was, I'm excited. Um, that these two guys are going to get it on so quickly as well with Inoue moving up in weight. I was expecting that maybe he'd have a little warm-up fight before that, but he's jumped straight in and dared to be great. And uh, you've got to give him credit for that. You've got to give credit to Fulton Jr. for taking it as well because this is not an easy fight for him. But what a fight. I can't wait. Honestly, Sean, I can't wait. It's going to be an absolute belt. I just know it. It is going to be a belt in fact. This is one of those fights that gets us very excited it's why we love this sport so much we have some really awful moments of fights not being made but then you get fighters like Fulton Jr. and Inoue who have been under each other's radar for quite some time and it was inevitable this fight was going to happen somewhere down the line and we are finally here we are finally at the point where legitimately now it's a 50-50 fight it's not just Nao Inoue He's the guy that's going to beat Fallon Jr. This is, I don't actually know who wins this fight. This is the kind of conversation where it's, you know, it's 50-50. It's, it's a pick and fight. You know, you can't specifically pick one person and say, yeah, definitively he's going to win this fight. I'm sure there's people out there that are very confident about who's going to win this fight. 
but I'm struggling with this one. I really am because this is a fight with two guys that are so talented in their own right. And we've seen chinks in both of their armour in certain fights that they've had. So it makes it even more exciting because we know that they're not invincible. We know that there are vulnerabilities within both of their sport, their games, sorry. But for me, this is what makes boxing. This is the excitement of boxing. This is why we love covering big fight previews because you get fights like this that just absolutely whet your appetite. So let's talk about the fighters going into St. Johnston. We'll start with Stephen Fulton, 21-0. Biggest fight of his career, absolutely. He's got two titles, the WBC and the WBO Super Bantamweight Championships. And to be honest, he has absolutely earned his respect in the boxing world. He's had some great victories getting those titles. The last three fights in particular for Fulton, Angelo Leo, Brandon Figueroa, and Daniel Roman. Them three fights have really proven how talented of a fighter he is. To be able to do what he's done in those fights, to be able to outclass his opponents the way he's done and made it look so easy, gives you that confidence that actually he's going to be the guy that stops Anue. Not so much stops him as in stops him in the fight, but I mean stops him in his tracks in his career. Seemingly nobody thinks Anue is going to get beat, but I think he looks beatable and I think Nonito Denaire shown us that. But what have you made so far, Johnston, of Stephen Fulton Jr.? What I love about Fulton Jr. is his ability to mix it up. The way he can fight on the inside and he can fight on the outside. And he demonstrated that in his last three fights, as you pointed out, the Angelo Leo and the Figueroa fights. He could have fought on the outside and won it on points quite convincingly. I think he has that in his locker, as we see in the... Danny Roman fight where he was just masterful, uh, dominated on the outside of that fight. But with the Leo and the Figueroa, two wins in particular, he was able to stand in the pocket and trade with him and then display the cleaner work. You know, he took risks in that fight and it worked to his favour. He, he showed that he can he can dig deep and he can dig in some shots and he and he, he he's not afraid to stand there in front of these guys. And then with Danny Roman, as I say, it was just it was it was a masterful performance. Dominated the fight at at distance. Great movement, using his reach. His aggression was just as as good, but his rhythm was brilliant. And that, I think I think that's the three. If you're going to look at anything with Fulton Junior, go and have a look at them three fights. And what you'll see it's it, literally two different styles at times, and almost like a guy that can mix it up. And, and that's what you need at this stage of your career, especially when you're going to be stepping in the ring against Anue, who's a powerful puncher. We'll have that power going up in weight. Well, we can discuss that in a minute with Anue. But that's what I love, Sean, about Fulton Jr. That's what's impressed me most, is you have these fighters where they have their standard styles. You know, they've been... That's how they've been moulded. But the way he can link the two and go between both, whether it's on the outside or the inside, I think is is better than many. In, in boxing in a minute. Neo Anue, he's another conversation to have. He's a different animal. He's a different fighter. You mentioned a minute ago, we're going to talk about his power. That's predominantly where the Anue conversation comes from because of his power, because of his ability to be able to stop opponents in the fashion that he does. And 
that's what's been exciting about watching his rise through this sport has been watching his power transition through all these different fighters. And I've really enjoyed him. And I think what really brought him onto the scene was the World Boxing Super Series. When that tournament was announced a few years ago and we had the fights in 2018 and you had Payano and he absolutely obliterated Payano in one round and he beat Emmanuel Rodriguez in two rounds and then he had the big fight with Nanito Donaire, which was a really exciting, really close affair. Them three fights, for me, are what really put him on the map. That World Boxing Super Series did wonders for Inoue's profile overseas. Because if you're not an avid boxing fan, and you've not really been following his career so much, you might have seen him in America 2015, 16, 17, when he, when he did venture away from Japan. But when you're talking about the way he's, he's transitioned himself to a, a world profile, he's done that through the World Boxing Super Series and he's emphatic knockouts and stoppages. And then to have the follow-up and to be able to go on and unify that division, I think is what's really put him to a point where people look at him in the pound-for-pound pound list and put him arguably at the top three spot. You know, you can put him probably at number three or number two potentially. But he's there because of what he's been able to achieve in the last four to five years. And he stopped on air in the rematch of the second round last year. So, you know, he came back and emphatically put any doubts about him to bed by doing that. He laboured against Paul Butler in December last year. I thought that was a bit of a laboured performance. Kind of felt like he wasn't so much up for it, even though he completely won every round up until he stopped him eventually in 11. But so far, he's just been outstanding outstanding 24 wins 21 KOs so far people have said who's gonna beat him and this is why the fight's exciting with Fulton because we talked about Fulton you've mentioned about Fulton's ability to fight both in the inside and outside and this is what's really exciting about the fight but before we talk about how this fight could potentially play out and break down just talk about a new age Johnston your thoughts about him your your perception of where he's at in his career now, and then we can move on and we can talk about how this fight breaks down. Yeah, I mean, for me, he jumped out in 2018, Jamie McDonnell. I um, had heard of him. I'd seen bits of it, but uh, sort of bits of him on YouTube. But to be fair, I, I you know, he was one of them ones where I, he, he said it was being spoke of this monster and um, for, for Jamie McDonnell to then go out there, I thought, well, okay, this guy looks like a business. And then he literally destroyed him in a round. But then, to then go on with that incredible knockout against Juan Carlos Piano, one of the best knockouts you could have seen in the first round, absolutely demolish Emmanuel Rodriguez, who is a tremendous fighter himself. Uh, only two defeats in his career, only ever knocked out once, and he is a talent. He's a real talent. He's a superstar, Puerto Rico, and, and he, he destroyed him. And then to do what he then done with Donaire in the second meeting was even more emphatic, and it? And it just demonstrates again just his. His ability, you know, he has a, he has trouble with Donaire, and Donaire caused him problems, asking questions, put a bit of pressure on him. We expected a blowout, and Donaire was brilliant on the night. He he really was outstanding. To his credit, he he fought on and he almost got wiped out in the eleventh. So you can't discredit Donaire. He's a he's a fabulous fighter and a a great box for the histories. But you know, he was an old lad, and then I think Anuay put him to bed in that second fight quite comfortably. 
And the thing is with him, he's just so powerful. And I suppose the biggest thing, the biggest concern I'll have is how will Nuno's power play out at 122? And can Fulton take Nuno's best punch? And we're going to get to that in a minute. But, you know, just at this precise moment in time, he will easily land in the top three of the best power for Pandas around because he's been so destructive in three different weight classes. He's a he's an undisputed champion in the, in the bantamweight division. And he's now moving up to try and claim he's another title, world title when he's fourth weight. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, it really is. It's, just, it's, it's unreal. Um, and he's already a pretty much a legend. If he goes and does this against forward, I think he, it absolutely cements him as an absolute legend and puts him at the number one power for power list. And the flip side for Fulton Jr., if he was to do the... I mean, it is a 50-50 fight. I sort of sway to a new A60 40, but even for Fulton Jr., um, it, would be, it wouldn't be a huge surprise, but I mean, I think you. I think most people are tipping Inoue because he's been so destructive. And, and look, his, his resume says it, Sean. I mean, he, as you went through it there, you just mentioned some of his knockouts. I have too. And, you know, I mean, we're going to insult anyone's intelligence and say, Gal, look, look at him if you haven't. Because everyone has. Anyone that loves boxing does. Even the casual fan that watched Dips in and Out probably watch Inoue and knows who Inoue is because he is so destructive and people love a knockout. So it, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, we'll go into how we think it's going to go. But I think the biggest question for me, Sean, is it will Inoue's power hold out in this new division? I think it possibly will. Well, I think when we talk about divisions and we talk about weight categories for a reason, there are differences with some categories. Some are only £7, which is half a stone, and then some are only £4, i.e. the transition between Bantam and Super Bantam. And I think that £4 difference, is it really going to make too much of a difference to the guys that he's in the ring with. I, I personally don't think, because of how how the gaps are slightly smaller between these lower weights, in terms of the amount of pounds, and obviously the stature of the fighters and the, the physicality of the fighters in these weights, I don't think it's going to make a difference in, in terms of, I don't think he's going to lose any power. I don't think he's going to make him look even more destructive. I think he's, he's going to be the same anyway. Because if he goes in there and stops Fulton Jr., then nobody's going to sit there and go, oh my God, I'm, I'm absolutely surprised. You know, how did he do that? He moved up in weight. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all because we know he can do it. We know what he's capable of. We know that he's able to do that. And the, the discrepancy between the weight isn't that much. So for me, it isn't a big issue for this particular fight. I honestly think it won't really make that much of a difference. If we were talking about a discrepancy of at least half a stone or maybe a bit more, then yeah, maybe we could... We could have more of a debate about around that, but I personally don't think it makes a better difference for this fight. Even though weight categories are there for a reason, I don't think for this one it doesn't. And because of the weight discrepancy, and I keep saying the same words because it's literally a couple of pounds. It is. It is not that. The one thing much. I would say, you got to remember, he started at 108 pounds in his career. That's what he weighed at initially. And I think I think I understand what you're saying. There isn't much of a discrepancy, but he's fighting guys that are going to be bigger. I'm not saying I, I agree with you in terms. Of, I do believe the power will still be there, but will it be as devastating? And that's probably the one thing you will say. Will he be able to knock people out as easy as 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 he has been in the lower ranks? Considering that when they come into the ring, you know what it's like. These guys blew up in a little bit of weight. Fulton's going to definitely come in over 122 pounds on the night of the fight. On the you know, when it when it happens because. That's how it works. Will he come in about £135? And that's the difference. Will he have that power to knock someone out 
that weighs that much. I think, yeah, like, that's where I'll vary with my decision. And then you sort of look at it and you think, well, who's the better boxer then, Sean? Yeah, and then the, and you look at that and you think, I think maybe Fulton Jr. is the better boxer here. So it, it does. It creates great questions. And, and I'm glad you've kind of brought that point around what I was trying to talk about. I know what you was trying to say, and I was kind of trying to get the point out in a certain way. Uh, I know what you mean by the destructiveness and, and him moving up and the possibility that it's not going to have as much of an effect so much. I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm just... Let's just see how he takes the first few big punches, Fulton, if they do land. If Inoue lands and he just eats them up for breakfast... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then I think you kind of get your answer, don't you? Like your answer's there, there straight away. But I don't think we're going to know that until a new A lands something significant in the fight. So there is a lot of if buts and maybes about the situation i mean my opinion is i'm not too sure it'll make too much of a difference with the way discrepancies but mm-hmm. like i i think what you're saying is absolutely 100 percent valid that because he started out at such a lower weight and he's progressed himself up through the weights will it be as effectful and i mean you're right because i think about if i'm going to make any comparison to that pacquiao is the easiest comparison to make i mean what was it eight way categories he moved up through <laughs> Well, if you think about it, though, Johnston, his his power carried up to a certain point in his career, and then he wasn't knocking guys out like he was earlier on. He wasn't as destructive as he was earlier on. Uh, say 2008, 2009, 2010 version of Pacquiao was, was phenomenal. He was like a new A.S. now. He was knocking everybody out. And then I'd say from about 2012, 2013 onwards, I think probably after the Marquez knockout, for me, that was it. He wasn't just blowing guys away anymore. He was having fights with Tim Bradley. He was having the fight with Jeff Horn. And he wasn't blowing them away. He was going 12 rounds with these guys. Obviously, Mayweather, of course, as well, 2015. So, yeah, I can I can kind of get your point. And it makes it more valid by giving that comparison because of the fact that there is a good comparison to have there with somebody who's gone up through the weight. So, yeah, I take that point on board. And, and we'll see. We'll see what happens 
if and when a new A lands. I think it's more of a case of when he lands on Fulton yeah. and how Fulton reacts. So it is going to be a really exciting test for, for both of them. But you said at the end there, if you take that away, who's the better boxer? Well, it's Fulton. For me, it's Fulton. Fulton's the better boxer. I think you look at Donair and the blueprint he put in place in the first fight between him and Inoue. Donair had the skills and he was able to confuse Inoue and cause him problems. But I think even though he's still boxing now, I think age wasn't on his side. And I think a younger version of Donair, I think he could probably could have beaten Inoue. That's how I felt in the first fight. I think a younger version of Donair probably could have beaten Inoue. So you get someone like Fulton now, Johnston, who's peak of his powers, who's fresh, who's young, who's champion, who's not ready to give his belts up. I think, you know, there is there is cause for concern if you're in the Inoue camp and if you're a fan of Inoue because this is a absolutely legitimate threat to Inoue's undefeated record and his aura of being the monster. And I think for, if anyone's going to be the man to do it, I think it would be Fulton. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, look, when you look at sort of what Fulton brings, um, he, he's got this wonderful ability to, to block shots and he can stand a pocket and block shots and he's very accurate, he's very precise and he can switch the angles and he can always find an advantage at any point. Um, he showed that against Leo and Figueroa. He was throwing shots from different angles and he was more consistent throughout in both of those fights. And as I say, he had this ability to be able to stand there and to avoid what they were giving. And and he was able to come back with his own excellent shots. And that, for me, does send alarm bells in terms of Anoue. Because if Anoue can't find it, and he can't find... If, if he can't find a target, and he can't knock him out, and he can't shake him up, then surely Fulton will be... It, it, the whole the whole fight's going to change in terms of you're just going to automatically feel that form could actually outbox him and take a decision it. And he also, he's got great foot speed as well over Anoue. I think his foot speed's there. With Anoue though, Sean, I mean, he's got the power. As we've just mentioned, it's a tricky one to actually work out. It's only a few pounds, but will that power still be as destructive against someone like Fulton Jr., who's very good defensively? He's very precise in the way he lands his shot. At the way he throws his shots, at times reminds me of Golovkin, the way he can throw from all sorts of angles. So Fulton's not going to be... It, well, Fulton wouldn't have fought anybody like this in his whole career. And I sort of feel like, apart from Donair, as you said, if Donair was younger, then I think Donair probably would have had the better of him that night when he ended up going a distance. So Fulton Jr., yeah, we... I think about it now. Fulton Jr. where he is now, if he fought younger than he, I think that would have been a tremendous fight because I really rate Fulton Jr. So, you sort of side with the fact that as a boxer, I, I, I do side with Fulton I think he's got the footwork, he's got the better defensive skills. Can he nullify that power? I think he can. He's adaptable. Um, I, I sort of, you know, the more we're discussing this show, the more I'm just feeling myself. At one point, as we started this show, I was like 60% in a way, and now I'm sort of heading towards this 50-50 because I really, I'm talking about Fulwood Junior, and I think he's got the tools to beat him. I really do. I mean, it's it's a very interesting and intriguing fight, and that's this is why we love boxing. This fight right here, because of all the variations in the two and the different styles, it's 
it's brilliant. I mean, if Anure lands it, yeah, it's, it changes the whole concept of the fight. Oh, mate, I, I'm really difficult to think about who's going to win this show. I really can't. Um, uh, yeah, I'm finding it tough, but just I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's a great fight. Again, I say this, and I don't say it lightly. It really is. You guys listening to this show, like, I know sometimes we can be a bit repetitive in what we say in terms of it's a great fight, but it's our enthusiasm for this fight. It's the enthusiasm of us coming through the microphones because we absolutely love the sport when it's at its highest. And this is a point where it's at its highest where you're getting a fight that's absolutely fantastic. A fight that even has both of us really stuck on the fence as to who's going to win it. There's so many variables to it of how it could play out. And I'm not going to sit here and try and analyse it, I don't think, Johnston, because ultimately we could sit here and go through the pros and cons of both fighters and talk about what they can do and what they can't do. And I know you've touched on it you know, quite a bit earlier on in the show, but I don't think we need to spend that time doing it because there's going to be that many people trying to give analysis on this fight about how it's going to go down and what angle a punch is going to be thrown from. Ultimately, what I would say is just sit back and enjoy it. Because it'll yep. be a it'll be a fight that will be an enjoyable fight. It will be a chess match. There will be exciting moments. It it will it won't be a Gatti Ward. It's not I don't think it's gonna live up to that level of, of hype, but it certainly will be one that will pull casual audiences in to tune in to see how it plays out. And it is a good fight, and it is a fight that I think we're gonna get to see the best of both guys in. And ultimately, whoever's game plan succeeds on the night will be the guy that probably goes on to 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 go on to become an even greater fighter as as time goes on and it's hard because I'm 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 talking about this fight and the eventualities of this fight because I don't know I genuinely can't pick a winner for it and that's what's that's what I'm finding difficult when trying to express how how good of a fight it is is because I'm genuinely struck and how this is going to go a part of he says Anue is going to land something and because of his work rate, he's going to be able to to beat Stephen Fulton on that alone. But then I think, well, Fulton can get in and get out so good and so quickly and so clever. And, you know, he's going to be watching some of those fights that Anue's had where you've seen them little chinks and little vulnerabilities and you think if he can capitalise on them, he's got this fight over 12 rounds. He can completely outbox him and, and make him look bang average for a banger. So this is what's exciting about it. I genuinely don't know. It, even in my heart, I don't know who's going to win. In my head, I can't predict who's going to win. So I'm not going to sit here today in this episode and go, oh, yeah, actually, I think Anue is going to win the fight. There's no point in putting myself on the line and giving a prediction and getting it totally wrong. All I'll say is it's 50-50, and it wouldn't surprise me if either man won the fight simple as that i wouldn't be surprised if either man because both men are capable of winning it and that that is to me a 50 50 fight i've got not got one person in this fight that i think i think both of them it's just a case of who executes their game plan the best on the night yeah the one thing i mean what sort of looking at both fighters is one thing we ain't said is that a new way is balance is brilliant and it always when i think of his balance and i always reminds me of angelo dundee when he he was asked who the best of the four kings was and, you know, automatically he went Sugar Ray Leonard. But the one thing he did say was with Hearns, um, the reason why Hearns wasn't better than Leonard was because of the balance. And when you when you look at these two in particular, it's very similar in styles. You had Hearns, the hitter, 
I know like the weight it's different weight and that but you had Hearns who was the hitter then you had Leonard who was the mover he could move his feet quick and and he had the speed in terms of his footwork whereas Anoue has the better footwork not necessarily the speed over it but he has the power and in the end it was Leonard that come out on top I'm not saying that this is going to be a mirror image of that fight but for a majority of it Hearns was in front in their first fight and it wasn't until later on past the 12th round that um uh, Leonard was able to win that fight and I sort of feel that you know that's how I'm visualising it it'd be like a Leonard Hearns like in a smaller weight you've got this guy who's impeccable at, with his balance and his footwork and finding ranges and purposeful, pur- purposeful shots and, and then you've got the other guy finally inside and out and do a bit of everything but it's intriguing as you say I think that's the one thing to say Sean is sit back and watch it it's not always about putting money on anyone I think even the betting it's going to be you put your money on one man I don't think you're going to get much back it's not like a, a very lopsided in terms of the odds I'm I'm guessing it'd be quite close I think if you're going to put money on anyone it'd be Fulton Junior because the odds would probably be a little bit better but yeah I'm with you Sean I'm going to be intrigued to watch it I can't wait to watch it I'm excited about it it's going to be a brilliant fight I'm, if I'm going to tip anyone I'll probably tip a new way just well there you go You've tipped a new A. I can't decide. And this is where we get to with this episode, guys. Uh, let us know. Seriously, let us know. When you listen to the episode, make sure the first thing you do, tweet us. Tell us who wins at BTR Boxing Pod. Please let us know who wins. Facebook, if you see the post on there, comment below. YouTube, comment below. Whatever, just get commenting. Tell us who you think is going to win this fight. It is a legit 50-50 fight. It's great. I can't wait for the fight. Really exciting. A good undercard fight to be checking out is Rose Ramirez. He's defending, and it's his first defense of the WBO title that he won when he fought for the vacant title against Isaac Dogbay earlier this year. He fights Satoshi Shimizu, and this is going to also be a good fight. Not as good as the main event, but it's certainly one that I would definitely recommend that you tune into for this. And the other thing that we've not mentioned, of course, I think we might have mentioned it at the start of the show, in fact, it's on a Tuesday. It's on a Tuesday in Japan. We're recording this on Thursday. So there's like four or five days before this fight takes place. It's weird. And it's going to be something like, I think it's about one o'clock in the afternoon UK time. So for us, we're we're generally all working at that point. So we're all sort of like taking our lunch break at like one o'clock to make sure we catch this fight. And it's going to be really, really good to see who wins the fight and how it plays out. Exciting times, exciting fights with Spence and Crawford coming up for another episode as well. It is really exciting now as boxing season starts again. We're now starting to get a schedule in of some absolutely great fights. And this is what we want. We want to really get into the full swing of our big fight previews and our reaction shows, of course. And of course, our series-based content, Career Profiles, is currently running. We're into about the fourth or fifth episode at the moment. So please make sure you go and check it out. You can find that at Career Profiles Podcast on Spotify or Apple, or you can follow us on the BTR main feed. If you follow us on there, we do put the episodes on there also for the wider audiences that may not follow the Career Profiles Podcast feed. But please tune into it because you will get some really brilliant historical episodes. This season, we've really gone old school with a lot of the fighters as well and, and, and people involved in the sport. So please make sure you tune in 
have a listen to it, educate yourself on it, because it was a great education for us when learning about these individuals and learning about the history of the sport. And it's why we're so spoiled when we talk about current events because of all the history of the sport and, and how rich it feels to discuss it and talk about it and how things seemed a little bit simpler at times way back when. So please check out the Career Profiles podcast as well. Of course, we're going to be back for Spence versus Crawford. We cannot wait for that fight. Also, it's going to be a great fight. We will be bringing you an episode there too. So please keep tuned to the feed. And if you see everything on social, make sure you give it a retweet, a like and a share. Do everything you need to do because it really does help us. And that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Fight Preview. Enjoy this fight. Fulton Jr., Naoa Nui. We'll be back next time. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.